The following program is sponsored by Marty McClendon and West Coast Windows. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. Well, good morning all across the ACN network. Yes, good morning to you, whether you're at home, in your car, or listening to the rebroadcast, and maybe any time of the day across the your whole internet, if you will, on podcasting sites everywhere. This is Marty McClendon, your host of In My Opinion, the show I do every Saturday morning uh, for a half an hour where I talk about the stories of the week, um, maybe an issue or a topic or whatever from a Christian perspective. We talk about politics a lot, real estate, uh, culture, and so forth, but we always start the show off with the Word of God, um, background for me, as many of you know, obviously I was a, a pastor for many years, still licensed pastor, um, been in, uh, in healthcare for about 14 to 15 years in open heart surgery as an anesthesia tech. My wife's a nurse and has been for about 33 years now, crazy enough. And the last 24 years now as in real estate and real estate management, um, as well as over a decade or more involved in Washington state politics at the state level, the county level the uh, federal level, and then, of course, running statewide twice for lieutenant governor. So I kind of bring this kind of hodgepodge group of of experience around uh, to a viewpoint about Washington and national politics, the church in general, our culture, family. I'm a father of three. I talked last week about my daughter Gracie over at Washington State as she's cheering. Got a chance to talk to her last night as we're flying out there this weekend. That's right, we're flying out there this weekend um, for uh, over to Spokane and then to Pullman uh, to go to the uh, opening home game for the Washington State Cougars versus the Wisconsin Badgers. These Wisconsin Badgers are, are ranked in the top 20. It should be a very, very tough game for Washington State, but we're there to cheer on the Cougs and cheer on my daughter as uh, she gets thrown up in the air by her stunt double. So I'm excited. I'm a proud papa, as you can tell. While we're um, visiting her, we might swing over to Ellensburg as well, Central Washington, and see my daughter at Central Washington University as well, my older daughter. So um, if we're lucky and really um, blessed, of course, my son will make the drive over from Polsbo, and we'll see all three of them together. So that, that would be awesome. Anyway, good morning to you. I know how family is important. It is, uh, I hope you all had a great Labor Day weekend, and now we're into the following weekend, um, heading into the end of the third quarter of the year. I know as we get older, things go faster and faster and faster. It doesn't really, it just seems like we have more going on, so there's less free time, uh, and you reminisce about being in the past with all that extra time, right? Uh, It's not really extra, but you just had less to do, if you will. Okay, today's word for, in my opinion, and from the Word of God, uh, comes again from the Amplified Version, the Bible. Uh, the Amplified is the one that they, they take the different translations, they add in the extra verbiage that it could mean this, it could mean that, and it doesn't change the overall meaning, it just it, uh, amplifies, if you will, um, extra adjectives um, that oftentimes in language is lost in translation. So, it is 2 Corinthians Chapter 4, verse 18, that is 2 Corinthians, chapter 4, verse 18. Obviously, Corinthians is a letter from Paul the Apostle to the letter in uh, the church in Corinth, 
Uh, and this is his encouraging as he's preaching and teaching and pastoring and reaching back out to a place that he had preached the gospel, the good news of Jesus, right? So the verse goes like this. So we look not at things which are seen, but at things that which are unseen. For the things which are visible are temporal, like temporary, temporal, just brief and fleeting, but the things which are invisible are everlasting and imperishable. Interesting. I mean, he's talking about the Holy Spirit and things of heaven, um, that our soul is invisible, the Spirit of God is invisible. Uh, I don't want to put too much meaning into the Word of God. You can hear it for yourself and have the Holy Spirit uh, guide you in this. But it reminds me of the other scripture that is often quoted, that our battles not against flesh and blood, but against spirits and powers and, and principalities, right? This is the spirit realm, that this is a spiritual war that we're in, a battle. And, the, and the, I say we are in because we are, when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, as we are submitted and, and, and adopted into the family of God as children of God, even though he made us, we were separated by sin, you know, uh, the gospel story that we say, yes, Lord, make um, live your life in me, that you must increase, I may decrease. That's when um, we are in the same battle. We are the hands and feet of God in this world as he plays out, as, he, as this unfolds before all of eternity, before all of creation, all the angels in heaven, all the creatures on the earth, as um, this salvation, redemption process, uh, return, restoring mankind to a relationship with God, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it, it's being played out. It's just, and it says that all of heaven, all of creation um, will rejoice when we get saved in this whole thing. So it's coming to an end at some point in the future, but it feels like it's coming very rapidly, not just revelations, but the, the whole salvation story, whether it be five years, 10 years, 100 years, 1,000 years, whatever it may be, um, you can see many of the things Scripture talks about um, speeding up, uh, coming to fruition as these prophecies that were given thousands of years ago are, are being fulfilled before our eyes, the restoration of Israel as a country, the restoration of his people coming back to the state of Israel, the uh, um, the times where um, the rivers and the are drying up, where you have wars and rivers of war, which has been around for a long time, but you have um, the... Uh, talk of restoring the third temple for the Jewish state. All of these things are happening right now uh, as the world seems to be getting more and more dark, meaning um, rampant, you know, streets filled with uh, LGBTQI um, propaganda, schools where they're indoctrinating or, or grooming our children, where the human trafficking epidemic is one of the hugest epidemic. I mean, literally more people are in slavery today than ever in the history of of time, meaning more people are being human trafficked, more people are actually in physical slavery, human slavery around the world. And it's like, that's not progress. We are going in the wrong direction. Anyway, back to the scripture, the, uh, the idea that we get so distracted based on the now and the, the physical touch, the physical pleasures, if you will, the fulfillment of our, our fleshly desires, the you know, what do I eat today? What do I, how do I wear today? I'm, we're all guilty of this because we get distracted by the things that are, were 
are in our face with the news stories, whether it be that, whether it be the impending need right now to make sure that our kids are taken care of or the bills are paid or the job demands and whatever. These are all temporary things. They will not go with us to heaven. They are not eternal things. They are visible and temporal, just brief and fleeting. So to put the first things first, as God says in the scripture that we should uh, store up our values in heaven, our, our treasure in heaven, that we should buy silver and gold, the things that do not burn up in the fire. Um, this, this, these are um, word pictures of us to say that the things that matter are the, the eternal things, our, our, our soul, our character, our loved ones, our, our relationship with God, and all these things are important. But also to know that that's what the enemy of our soul is after, is these um, permanent, everlasting invisible things and that there are invisible forces at work in politics in culture in our family all these things these people act out of you know a whether it be a um, desire or corruptness or whatever if there's there's a spirit behind that and um, not to be too too off that but there's a spiritual component to everything so when second chronicles seven fourteen says if my people that's us who have been uh accepted the fact that we need a savior we've accepted the savior we are undercover by the blood of jesus um and his people right that are that know god and our relationship with god um they say when my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray right and turn from their wicked waves, ways. God, I, he will hear from heaven and heal our land. Well, our land needs to be healed. Our nation, this world, uh, it's been under assault from spiritual forces being played out through physical hands. Uh, I'm not talking about climate. I'm talking about the, just this attack on our children. When you look at, and I've talked about this before on this show, but when you look at, the um, very first, if you will, when God created man, right? Adam and Eve put him in the garden, put man, put a command. He says, be fruitful and multiply. So literally, and, and to fifth, occupy the earth, to um, subdue, to, you know, to uh, steward, if you will. And I'm kind of paraphrasing here um, across the world. But there's a command for us to be fruitful. And right now, the things that we're seeing, whether it be Bill Gates buying up farmland, the Communist Chinese Party uh, infiltrating politics and everything across the world uh, is this anti-populationist, this population control movement, this idea that um, they want to destroy population. Well, you're like, well, that's kind of really dark and sort of James Bondy, like you know, evil, right? Why would you want to do that? And they're and they do it under the guise of, oh, we're saving humanity or saving the planet if we reduce population. There was this um, um, simulation several years ago about a pandemic before the pandemic actually happened run by Bill Gates talking about uh, losing a third of the population. You can look at this up. It's, it's, it's not conspiracy. It's a fact. It was a simulation. But the idea here is that uh, him and his father and a group run a group about population control. The World Economic Forum, which has now gained a lot of um, – uh, just exposure and media and whatever. A lot of these corporations are bought into this new um, diversity, equity, inclusion sort of score, their their social credit score when it comes to 
um, global economics where they have to uh, push this woke ideology and these agendas. And we see that with Bud Light. We see that with Target where they'll lose literally billions of dollars, but they still push this junk because of their social credit score. So we're seeing all this stuff being played out on the world stage and the national stage, and that is against the will of the people. You know, the, I, I do believe the, the majority of Americans, and I would say probably around the world, don't believe in this stuff, but it's being forced on us by those that are in power and those that have um, influence. I say that is because we're seeing the darkness. We're seeing um, these forces uh, about population control. We've, we've seen in the past, um, you know, during Nazi Germany, right? They, they, they were trying to wipe out the Jews. And that was more about, you know, uh, using people against other people to gain power, right? So they're the bad people. And we're seeing those same sort of like narratives being played out. If you believe in Trump or if you are a Christian or if you're a conservative, if you don't uh, tolerate this type of lifestyle, then you're, you know, bad people, and so that you know, using that to fuel the fire of human nature to hate those that would would not accept you, if you will. Um, so we're seeing these things that this nothing's new under the sun. I think the enemy of our soul uses the same tactics, whether it be a temptation for lust, a temptation for greed, a temptation for power. Unless you're covered in blood and submitted and drawing closer to, we're open to these attacks. I say this because there's this move for population control. Then you go back a little bit farther, and you think about, well, okay, um, this is a new thing, right? Then you look at the Planned Parenthood movement, which is all about abortion, about killing babies, and there's a huge amount of money being made uh, on baby parts. That was exposed several years ago. The guy that filmed the Planned Parenthood um, selling and talking about selling baby parts was the one prosecuted, not Planned Parenthood. This is how sick and twisted and demonic things have gotten uh, for those that support this. But I'm saying this, that what, what was that about? Margaret Sanger started this as a, um, if you look, there's a history on Margaret Sanger, which she's the founder of Planned Parenthood. Um, it was twofold. One, it was about population control. Once again, she had the same viewpoint as Bill Gates. And, and the second was targeting the, the black neighborhoods. She put them predominantly only in black neighborhoods because she was, uh, again, like going after the Jews. It was, it was a move to, to reduce the population in the black neighborhood. You're like, wow. And then you, it dramatically, 80% of abortions over the last uh, number of years have been in black babies. Why are the black babies being targeted? Okay, it's a spiritual. You know, if the enemy's after them, what's special? What does God have to do with this to be a blessing? So we should be looking at that, but it's a spiritual attack, and it's population control which is opposite of God's command to be fruitful and multiply. Then you take it a step further, the attack on ideology or gender, right? Well, God said it made them in male and female, man and woman, right? He didn't say the 37 different genders. When you do that, right, you, you confuse children. You have these uh, transgender transition surgery where they lose their ability to, to have children in the future, on top of the cultural push to have less children, to enjoy yourself, to um, live your best life, um, and many, many, many more people are choosing not to have children. Okay, that's a cultural move, but if they think about what that does, right? And then you have the breakdown of the family. You have the attack on the father. 
the reward by government institutions and policies to reward single mothers, which we know from a, uh, from, we have all the data that says that single parent households, uh, single mother households, even though they work their tail off, there's a, the percentage of dropouts, imprisonments, uh, the issues with the children is dramatically higher uh, across the board. The number, the percentage of homeownership drops dramatically. The neighborhoods change. It is uh, detrimental. It is devastating. Is the word I'm looking for? Devastating to families. And when you break a family up, you break generations up because they're not passing values from one generation to the next generation. God talks about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He talks about three generations many times in, the, in, the, in Scripture, whether it be a blessing or a curse. Think about this. When you break that tie between the generations, between the Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and it stops at Abraham or it stops at Jacob, the blessing doesn't go forward because the, the family doesn't go forward. This, there's, there's such a spiritual element of this. I don't want to hound it too much, but when you think about the physical that we're looking at, and the actions being played out by the hands and feet of those that oppose God's will, you can see it being played out in the spiritual realm. This is what the enemy wants, the opposite of what God wants. When God says to be fruitful and multiply, we're going to diminish population and, and kill off the desire to be fruitful and multiply. Because the blessing goes with that. When God says there's one man and one woman, um, now the world and the enemy and the spiritual say, no, there's multiple genders. You can choose what you want. When God says there's one truth, the world says, well, it's your truth. There's many truths. When God says there's one way, he's only one, the way, the truth, and the life, the only way to the Father is through Jesus, the world says there's many ways. You don't have to look far to see what when we're being bombarded with these, these virtue signals from the left, from the world, from culture, when they fly directly in the face of God's word, you're like, well, this is what this is. This is a spiritual battle being played out in the physical world. So we make physical choices. We make spiritual choices. But that's where our prayer and discernment comes in uh, and how important this word today really is, um, that we do battle against spirits, principalities, and powers that, that are using and being uh, influencing people on the ground. So we as Christians need to seek God, need to pray, obviously read our Bible, but then we need to say, Lord, guide me. Use my hands and feet as your extension in this world to not only combat the evil, but to advance good, to advance God's kingdom. That's another command. God says to occupy until he returns, that we're supposed to be advancing. We're supposed to go into all the world and preach the good news. You may not be a preacher, but your very presence being filled with the Holy Spirit changes the atmospheres, goes into places where they will irritate the, the uh, spirits of the enemies, if you will. Your light, your personality, what you bring is sometimes, in many cases, uh, the only uh, Christian around or the only Jesus in you that people meet, and that's what draws them to a relationship with Christ as well. So we want to be very, as some people say, sticky. We want to be one of those people that people are drawn to because they're not drawn to you, they're drawn to Christ. I remember Pastor Jack Hayford that I had a, uh, just the honor to spend some time with years ago before he passed away, um, said that. He said that the, one of the dangers of just loving the Lord, uh, of preaching really, uh, of preaching the Word of God, right? 
and loving people as God loves us. Um, it says, you know, love God with your whole heart, your whole strength, your whole soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. And what Jack, Pastor Jack said that when you start loving your neighbor as yourself, they start loving you back. And he goes, the danger is allowing that, you know, not only receiving that, but uh, making it go to your head, basically. And he was saying you always have to reflect and say they're, they're drawn to the presence of Christ. So always point them to Christ. And I think in politics, in, in uh, any kind of celebrity position where you have some kind of like visibility, that adoration um, can, can uh, tempt a person um, to be um, to take it upon themselves. And it's not about you. It's God says, all glory is God. So it's really, that's where the humility comes in, that if they're drawn to you or the message of God, then it's about God. And it's always about, nope. Thank you, Lord. I'm a messenger. I'm a vessel. I'm the hands and feet. Tell me what to do so that I'm not tempted, so that um, these people that are drawn are drawn to you and pointed to you, and you get the glory. So it's just, I know 20 minutes of this radio program, but I'm talking about what's actually going on in the world, the spiritual battle, and it goes even farther than that, farther back than that. When you think about the Supreme Court rulings from Roe v. Wade before that, uh, all of these, the, even the Jim Crow laws back, there's always been this move to use the political, civic government, um, cultural, media, um, different mountain spheres of influence to uh, twist, um, to undermine, and to destroy God's will on the earth. And we know God is victorious but we're his vessels so our job is to advance his kingdom to uh, champion the the biblical values to champion families to protect those that will be trafficked to protect children to build generational value transfer so uh, to be fruitful and to multiply to occupy uh, to be at the table and i've said this for many many years um, Christians in general across America, at the very least, has bought into the lie that we shouldn't be involved, that we should just wait for the rapture, that that the world does its thing. We're not of the world. We're just in the world traveling through. That is true, but we're not supposed to be nothing. We're supposed to be, even like the faith of a mustard seed, we're supposed to be engaged. We are have a calling, and God's laid up good works for us to do, which we will give in a, 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 um, a statement, if you will, we will attest to what we did and what we didn't do with what God's given us, the blessings, if you will, uh, at the judgment seat. But beyond that, it's not about fear and, and this, but we're not called to be idle here. We're not called to just wait our time out. We're called to be engaged. We're called to engage culture. We're called to win souls for Christ. We're called and we're, we're commanded, if you will, to be fruitful and multiply. We're commanded to be the salt and light right, in all these different spheres. We're, we're commanded, if you're called into the civic mountain area, we need the voice of those that believe Christ, the values at the table. When decisions are made, we need people that are elected, that are appointed, that are uh, volunteering there to say, there is the truth, there is a standard, there is a better way, and the Bible has been saying it for years, and without that voice in these places, it's a void. And that void is always filled. What is it filled with? It's filled with anti-God stuff. So then you get uh, legislatures that pass bills that affect everybody across the board, Christians and non-Christians alike, with 
um, policy or legislation that goes against our very values because it's a it's a it's a vacuum it's it's absent there's there's like this uh, echo chamber where they all agree with each other other and they agree on a lie and pass a lie because we are not there so I encourage you as we're getting about a month away from ballots for the this um, midterm election not midterm the off-year election, they call them, which is interesting for school board and for county councils and sheriffs and so forth. Turnout, you know, if you're not engaged now, get engaged. You know, there's still time to give money. There's still time to doorbell. There's still time to um, pray for um, candidates to have discernment, but to make sure that that uh, turn out and vote. If you're not if you're not registered, Washington State allows you to register on the day of voting. I mean, the last day of voting, even. So, and we have like weeks. And once the ballots go out, you just have like two weeks to get your ballot in. So it's not like it's hard. Um, make sure you turn in your ballot. Start the process now. Be engaged in your culture. Be engaged in, in civic government. Be engaged in all the places where, you know, I'm not saying go to bars, but unless you're called there. But I'm saying is all the places where you think, oh, uh, I shouldn't be there. I'm not that's somebody else's issue. No, this is if it's on your heart, God's moving you in that direction. There's, there's an influence you can be in your community your neighborhood, your county, your state, this nation, we can make a difference. And it's not on us, it's on God. God's, but he, he will empower us, give us wisdom, and realizing that if the things we hear, when it sounds like, okay, there's a whole lot of an agreement by those forces in the world, whether it be politicians, whether it be CEOs from companies, whether it be the World Economic Forum, if they're all saying one thing, there's a pretty good chance it's opposite of what God, the Word of God is saying. So you're, you should be suspect and go, okay, well, Lord, what does your Word say about this? Does it uh, reference this? And, I'm, and the whole idea of population control uh, is definitely not in God's Word. His is opposite of what God says. So be fruitful and multiply. You know, and, of course, um, knowing that it, not everything we see with our own eyes is reality. We're being faked out a lot with technology and artificial intelligence and so forth. So focus more your spiritual life, your physical life, your uh, financial life on the things that are eternal, the things that have eternal value, the everlasting and perishable, your soul, your neighbor's soul, your spirit, um, the uh, making the world better by helping others, serving others. That's always one. I know for me, a little tangent here, I know for me and my wife, when things aren't going well, whether it be financially, whether it be physically, or we're just struggling with something, or just we're just not, you know, uh, we're in a place where we're, things just were maybe grumpy or um, whatever. We're feeling down. Um, if we force ourselves to go serve others, it doesn't mean if we're serving food downtown to the homeless or if we're going to uh, church to serve or we're serving uh, by coaching sports. Whatever it may be, if we take of ourselves and, and pour into others and focus on their needs, it is amazing how much better we feel and things get for us. Uh, there, there's a secret to life there, and it's um, what you're struggling with. If you can turn around and focus on helping others in just small ways, um, all of a sudden your problems become God's. You know, They're always God's as we give them over to him. Uh, but this, there's something about that when you step out in faith and say, all right, Lord, who needs help? Who can I help? Who do you want me to serve today? 
um, or where do you want me to serve? And you do so, um, either your perspective changes or whatever. But I've, and my personal experience is our situation has gotten better, our attitude's gotten better, and our, our hope and our joy has been increased in our lives. So I want to encourage you all with that. And, I, um, and just to touch on, on national politics, there's ongoing, um, you have this dichotomy, if you will, where the current president, Joe Biden, has overwhelming, and I'm not being hyperbolic here or because I'm partisan as well, overwhelming evidence of corruption with the sun, the videos, the tapes, his own words recorded of the prosecutor in Burisma. They're now trying to say, well, the, the guy's a liar and so forth, but overwhelming evidence, and they're now considering possibly doing an impeachment hearing and then you have the flip side where uh, Orange Man Bad, uh, Donald Trump when he's president, um, very, very flimsy stuff. The word of a guy that was a partisan general, that he, the call was bad. It turns out not to be bad, but they went ahead and impeached him anyway. And the Russia, 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 which turned out to be false, well, falsified document uh, to a FISA court to illegally spy on a campaign to try to entrap people. These are all proven facts. Uh, on a guy that didn't do anything wrong, the people look at this and go, well, there must be something wrong. No, this is a all-out attack on a political opponent and it has been for years because it doesn't fit the agenda of where they want to go. An America First candidate does not fit a world first agenda. When you have a world first agenda, it is not a specific thing because God's the God of nations too. Um, he talks about the angel of Israel uh, fighting to reach Daniel as well. So there, there is a spiritual component to the nations as well. And so you have someone who wants to be America first, individual, constitution-based, and you have someone else who has basically sold us out to those that will buy them. So that's all I got today. Take care and God bless. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty.